In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, say, This is the one about whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But the one and only son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. Friends, my name's John. And this is the way that I began my gospel. And it's the heart of what I want to share with you this morning. Not, not my gospel as if it's good news about John. It's, it's not about me. It's about him. I want to tell you about him. You know, there's so much that I could share with you about him, the word, the light that shines in the darkness, the word made flesh, the one and only son who is himself God. I hear that you've been celebrating Christmas and I hope you're not finished celebrating Christmas, And some have even called this my Christmas story, my account of what took place on that first Christmas and as a result of that Christmas. It's a story of God's love for you. Christmas is a celebration of God's love for you. It's a celebration of his love for you. As you've been celebrating Christmas and as you continue celebrating Christmas, have you celebrated God's love for you? For you, do you know his love? Do you know God's love? Do you know him? I understand that 
Many of you do, which is why you're gathered together on this Lord's Day to worship Him. But I dare say in a room this size that perhaps there are some who do not know His love. Perhaps there is someone who doesn't know His Son, who doesn't know Jesus. And so I want to take a few minutes and I want to tell you about Him. I want to tell you about Him so that, as I say in my account, you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. Do you believe? Perhaps you do believe. Maybe you know who he is. Maybe you know that he is indeed the Messiah and the Son of God, but you have forgotten his goodness. Maybe you've become so accustomed to hearing about his grace that it no longer stirs your heart to sing to him. Friends, may the Spirit of the living God stir our hearts this morning to serve Christ our King. After all, if we don't gaze upon the Christ at Christmas, could we really be counted among His people? Don't mishear what I'm saying. It's not about what you do. It's about who He is and what He has done for you. It's about Receiving and resting in the greatest gift, the gift of eternal life. That's why I wrote and that's why I preach. That's the message that I want to proclaim to you now and always that God's grace and truth have come to us in Jesus Christ. Jesus was not some new plan as if the first plan didn't work out so well. No, when I began my account within the beginning, I wanted you to hear me saying that this was God's plan from the beginning. That the God who stands outside of time has stepped into time in order to save sinners so that we might live with him and for him for all of time. This was God's plan. This is his desire. This was his promise. And friends, God always makes good on his promises. In fact, Christmas proves God's faithfulness. Christmas proves his faithfulness. proves that he is always faithful to his word. In fact, the arrival of the Savior, the arrival of the Messiah, the arrival of Jesus the Christ is a declaration of God's faithfulness. It is the fulfillment of the prophecies that were foretold about the coming of the Messiah. In fact, you could even say that John the Baptist, in essence, is the last of these great Old Testament prophets, that he stands in line with Isaiah and Jeremiah and Zechariah and and, and others, in essence, saying, uh, don't look ahead to the future. You don't need to look ahead for this one to arrive. He is here. He is here. He has arrived among us. Here he is. See, John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one about whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. And you know that from a strictly human standpoint, John the Baptist came before Jesus. That he was born first. 
But what John was saying and what I am saying is that Jesus is the pre-existent divine creator of the universe. That he is the one that Isaiah announced who would proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners in Jesus. God has come to save. Christmas proves God's faithfulness and Christmas means grace for sinners. Friends, this is good news. Christmas means grace for sinners. It's a story of God's grace, of his kindness, of his forgiveness. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You see, the law that was given by God to Moses and my ancestors did not save them. It did not save them because they and we, all of us, are lawbreakers. It wasn't as if the law wasn't good enough. No, the problem was that that we are not good enough, that we have not measured up. But the law was meant to point us to Jesus, to expose our need for a Savior. And friends, I'm here this morning to tell you that the Savior has arrived, that He has come. The Messiah has come to save And that he is not simply a savior. He's not like a political ruler such as a president or a king. He's not simply a military hero. He's not a warrior who's simply come to deliver us from earthly enemies. No, he is the one and only son of the most high God. I I watched his life. I witnessed his signs. I heard his teaching. Friends, I even saw him die in my place. And I saw his resurrected body. Friends, he was misunderstood and mistreated. He came on a mission and he accomplished that mission to rescue sinners. Christmas means grace for sinners. And Christmas is an invitation to know God. It's an invitation to know God. God, to know Him for who He is, to know Him personally, to be in relationship with Him, it's an invitation to know God. In my day, some wanted to dismiss the Savior's humanity, saying this this guy could not be human. He's not one of us. Others wanted to dismiss His deity, saying He's simply a human. He's nothing more than a man. In my account, I did my best to eliminate the possibility of either Even recording Jesus' own I am statements. Clear allusions to his own self-understanding of his identity as the very one who appeared to Moses, as Yahweh himself. Friends, no one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son, who is himself God, and who is in closest relationship with the Father, has made Him known. Has made Him known. Through Jesus, we can know this One who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Through Jesus, we can know God. Not that you couldn't know God before. Many of my ancestors knew Yahweh, but not to the extent that you and I can now know Him in Jesus of Nazareth. 
through the Son of God, you, you can know God. I, I knew Him. And I know Him. Do you know Him? Friend, do you know God? Do you know God? In my other writings, I stated that God is love. And to be honest with you, the one characteristic of God that continued to consume me in the decades following my Lord's ministry was His love. His love for me. Friends, I, I am the disciple whom Jesus loved. I'm the disciple whom He loved. I don't say this arrogantly. I simply say this to communicate my own indebtedness to grace. How unfathomable that the Word who was with God in the beginning, the one through whom all things were made, loves me, a sinner, a son of Zebedee and a fisherman in Galilee. And friend, he loves you too. He loves you. Christmas is a celebration of God's love for you, a celebration of His love for you. So as you continue celebrating the message and the story and the truth of Christmas, won't you receive God's love this Christmas? Receive His love. Receive the perfect and unfailing love of the Most High God. Receive God's love this Christmas. The way that you receive God's love is by believing in His Son sent to be your Savior. And to To believe in Jesus is to acknowledge His supremacy. It is to be moved by God's love for sinners. It is to be broken over your own sin that sent the Son of God to the cross and to surrender your life to Him. Friends, I can promise you, when you see His love, that is exactly what you will want to do. Do you see His love? Do you see His love for you? For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world in order to save us that that we might have life in Him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is love. A mission of love. Of God's love for you. So friends, receive God's love this Christmas and then give God's love away. Give it away. Give God's love away. When you receive His love, you can show His love. When you receive His love, you can share His love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might have life in Him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God has so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Love for one another. 
love for our fellow brother, love for our sister, love for each other. I'll never forget the Savior's words to us on the night that he was betrayed. So we gathered together in the upper room to observe the Passover, to experience what became known as the Last Supper, to experience the institution of the Lord's Supper. As we gathered there together, the Lord instructed us. He commanded us. He told us. He explained to us. He gazed into our eyes. He looked me in the eye and He said, A new command I give you. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then he said, by this, everyone will know that you are my people if you love one another. Friends, Christmas is a celebration of God's love for you. It proves his faithfulness. It means grace for sinners. It is an invitation to know God. Do you know God? Receive God's love this Christmas. Receive his love. And then, friends, let's give God's love away. Would you bow with me? Most, most worthy God, Father, I thank you for your Son who was sent to save us from our sins. Father, this morning as I gather with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow disciples, Lord, I pray that you would stir each one of us to know and to follow after Jesus. Lord, to be confident of your unfailing love for us today. To be moved by it and to give ourselves to you for the glory of your name. And so, Lord, even now as we respond to the truths of your word, as we sing your praises, as we express faith in you, as we confess our sin before you. Father, we pray that you would give us eyes to hear, eyes to see and ears to hear and faith to believe, Lord, the truth of your promises. Guide us in the everlasting way. Lord, guide us for the glory of your name. It's in the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen.